This is a Fubar Radio podcast. If you need any more information, head to fubarradio.com. Fubar Radio and UN Women UK present a live 24-hour radio show. 24 hours. Fubar Radio and UN Women UK present a live 24-hour radio show. 24 hours. Well, welcome to the show. It is 24 hours of live for the He For She campaign, Arts Week, uh, the UN Women UK. This is uh, Fubar Radio. I'm Rachel Downing. I'm joined by the lovely Harriet Rose. Hello. Hello, everyone. <laughs> How are you? This is insane that we're doing this, right? I mean, you keep saying we, babe. It's all I you. Know, it's all me. It's all I'm just me. here for the beginning. I'm here for the first two hours and the last two hours. So I'm going to see yeah. you at your absolute best. That's true. And potentially... Your absolute worst. We're going to see how it goes. Yeah, I think it will be at my absolute worst. But I'm flattered that you think this is my absolute best. No, listen, Cheers, I think babe. you're going to do a full 360, actually. And maybe yeah. your worst is going to be at, like, say, 4am. And then by the time yeah. I get here tomorrow, you're going to be bang on it. I'm going to be literally bang on it. We are very excited. If you're thinking, what is going on? It's five o'clock on a Friday. Why Why are they Why are they here? Why are they why talking? Why are you here? Why are we here? Uh, we are here to support uh, the He For She campaign. It's all for Arts Week, all for the UN Women UK um, I came up with an idea a little while ago and spoke to the wonderful guys here at FUBA um, to raise awareness for the He For She campaign and to raise money as well. And we thought, brilliant idea. Why don't we do a live 24-hour show? <laughs> I thought, brilliant, I know. I, it's like sacrificing myself. I will do the entire live 24 hours because, you know, yeah. who needs sleep and all of that. And before we know where we are, we're here. It's and happening. I've arrived and I've, <laughs> I've got um, a small beer. That's what they're called, small beer. Um, and Rachel's really upset with me because she's like, well, I can't sad. exactly drink in the first hour, but I'm enjoying a, a nice cool beer um, while I'm watching you, you know, do your job. You're smashing it. I, thank you very much. And I do love that you are having a beer. By the way, if you want to uh, text us, um, you have to text UNWN. Uh, by the way, before we started, um, Harriet was trying to do the whole text number and everything. And it was a piece of, well, it was a work of art. Oh, yeah. How much we struggled mm. trying to get this right. Mm. If you text UNWN, uh, followed by the amount you want to donate to 770. That's how I would say it. Seven hundred seventy. I'd say seven zero zero seven zero. But that—that's of. How did you say your home phone number when you were, you know, when you were younger? You- uh, well, my home phone number was seven double one eight double seven. Yeah, so you say it like me, threes and threes. So I expected you to say seven zero zero seven zero like me, but so I've let you down already. You've I've let already me down already. <laughs> I'm seven three one five eight zero. Just in case you wanted to know. Just uh, FYI, uh, we have so many guests over the next twenty four hours. If you are listening, you're thinking, "What well, is it going to be? These two for twenty four hours? We wouldn't do that." You, to you. should be so lucky. <laughs> it's not Christmas. It's not Hanukkah. No, we will be here. Well, I will be here for the next twenty four hours. We have so many varied guests looking after you entertaining me especially or holding your eyes open <laughs> i just have no idea what's going to happen i really don't but it's going to be absolutely fantastic now harriet um i have been um i'm going to say a bit of a fangirl of yours for a little while oh, i really what? have i really have i've been you're like, actually making me feel a bit like like girly blushy i know it's a bit stalkery as well but i have kind nah, of stalk away babes oh i'm so good at stalking oh, probably is a female thing but i'm wonderful at this but um Yes, I absolutely love everything you do. Um, and you've got obviously your own show on, on here. What's your favourite thing? Do you love, you know, um, the radio presenting? Do you love the stuff in front of the camera? It's a weird 
weird question that it, it really interesting one though because I don't I've number one we were just discussing this before we went on air yeah. it's really weird because oh, number no. one I'm not sitting in the seat like you're in the driving seat yeah. which is so calming I'm so chill over here I'm just, I, that's amazing I'm that's literally good. like oh I don't I'm just gonna be here I'm just gonna rock drink um, a small beer yeah drink my <laughs> really small beer um basically I would say that every single side of presenting it gives me like that you know that feeling where you f- it could be panic and it could be excitement yeah. but it is excitement mm. every single time I do anything probably I, d- I couldn't d- I can't differentiate because there's so there's so many things that, that are different about them but that give me exact same feeling yeah. you know yeah. basically I like being under pressure mm. um, but I'm also a bit of a organizer I'm an organizer so I've come to the show and I'm like quite anal about all like all the stuff I do and like the research I do yeah so that element of it even I enjoy like being organized and so being in front of the camera is a little bit less like that because you're just in front of the camera you got to go so I'm a bit more organised on radio, but I kind of enjoy all of it just the same. Is that yeah. really bad? Is that really boring? No, I'm I'm exactly the same. Um, I love radio for the freedom it gives you for the freedom it gives you. But I find when you do kind of TV things, it's much more restrictive. I think radio, we we can be more creative. We can come up with you know um, more ideas and kind of push the boundaries. Which is why something like this, for instance, this uh, the UN Women Show, as it were, for Fuba. Um, it gives you that flexibility and we can create something like this. It's wonderful. It's really exciting and I think you're amazing for doing it. Honestly, Honestly I, <laughs> I woke up this morning and I was like, oh God, babe. I was thinking of you. I was like, oh, I feel panicky for Could you. Could you think of me throughout? Is that all right? Yeah, I will be sleeping for a good seven hours uh, of it. But yeah, seven, seven, more like ten, sorry. <laughs> Tom, don't know why I said seven hours. You think you like someone. <laughs> think you like someone. Listen, I will infiltrate my dreams with thoughts of good vibes to you. Could you, though? Listen, yeah. you're going to smash it. So you're like really sport, because you're like really sporty and you know a lot about sports. Yeah. Have you got any like sports mentalities that you can, because sports mentality, right? I go to the it's gym. Like a different language, different world. They're very, yeah. Yeah, but I go to the gym, you know, you do that thing where like, you're like, okay, I'll keep doing for 10 more seconds or whatever. Surely you can implement that in this 24 hours where you can be like, okay, cool. You could like set it into little sections or something. Do you know what I was going to do that? Originally, I was like, oh, you know, once the first hour is done, I'll be like 23, then 22. But I don't that's know too that's too much. <laughs> that's too much. Because then you're like, oh, it's only 20 hours left. It's like, oh my God, I've still got a lifetime to go. Um, I think with something like this, because we do have so many guests coming in, it's just going to be, uh, yeah, I don't think I'll know really where I am. <laughs> I like the idea that when I come in again tomorrow, you'll look at me and it, that, that will be like your on the home stretch because when I'm here you know that you're about to finish you're like my happy place yeah when you come in again you are my happy place honestly I've done it deliberately like I don't like being disliked by people Uh so Uh I was like please put me on the nicest slot yes Please, please, please. It's so true, though. Mm. It's But again, and do you know what? Let's The campaign, so the He For She campaign, yeah. um, the reason why I like it when I first heard about it is, obviously, there's a lot about with um, International Women's Day yesterday and women's rights. I think we focus a lot on what we as women want. And the only way, really, we can get what we want is for everyone to be backing us. And that's what the He For She campaign is all about. Um, men and women working together to create the future that we want, our equal rights. We can't do it. At the end of the day, the stronger voice has to look after the the weaker voice, as it were, the, the voice with not as much power behind them. So I think the only way that can happen, which is why we've got, this isn't a female-only show, we've got men and women working together. Men and women can work together. Um, I think... 
I think it's a very important message, the He For She campaign. What do you think? I agree. I think it's an interesting thing. I had Dan um, Dan Kaplan, who's a singer, on the show a couple mm. of weeks ago. We were talking about just this, and he was saying how exciting it is for him that he feels that like now he can sort of check himself when he's doing certain things, certain things that maybe aren't um, very positive towards women or whatever, mm. and him and his friends can actually, rather than being scared of it, they can actually embrace it. And he's he's... A, Every male guest I've ever had that I've asked has always said they're a feminist. And I think that... Do you know what? It's very true. That's yeah. a big, that's a big, big thing, you know? And, like, this FUBAR, that's why I love FUBAR so much. It's an office full of incredibly strong women yeah. and strong men. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's kind of female-led in many ways. Mm. And, and I think a, no, none of the men that work here are, are, are scared of, of women in power. And I, think, I just think in a workplace that's such a positive thing to have. Yeah, it is. And I think the great thing, especially at this moment, it's over the board, the last six months maybe um we aren't afraid to have that conversation men aren't afraid now to have that conversation i think before it was a bit of a taboo to talk about all you know sexism in the workplace or this or that men were quite afraid and probably a lot of things that have come out of of late a lot of men are surprised by what i guess us women go through and i think that's a very positive thing and it's great that we can talk about this now and we and like you say we're in a workplace like this where we we can do anything and i think we take that for granted in this country i think women take it for granted as well and it's just great that you know i think we are slowly moving forward but it's going to take a long long time for it to be equal do you ever come across sexism in the industry uh good question yeah mm. i have but i was always brought up on the on the vibe of my i had very strong my mum's a really strong woman i'm surrounded by strong my aunts a very big presence in my life mm. all of which had really high powered um great jobs where they sort of like were essentially female bosses and um and my dad was very pro women and like always taught me about how you know you should be empowered as a woman and and how to be and and then i and then, but on the same way i sort of found myself when the whole uh, me too campaign started and, and and i started to my attention started to draw to it i realized that it, actually if i look back in my life yeah. about how you know um i've been treated as specifically i would say as a dj when i dj when I first DJ'd, I remember I did a gig, I won't say where, and a man <laughs> came up to me and said, oh my God, in fact, it was a man and a woman, oh my God, I can't believe you can DJ so well. And I was like, what do you mean? She's like, well, because you're a woman. I didn't know that women could DJ. And I had a guy coming up and asking for a picture with me because he was like, I've never seen a woman DJ like a so well. And he wasn't, it wasn't, he wasn't being horrible. No. He was just, that was his Not honest, genuine thought yes. process. He was like, oh, and the amount of times... I find myself going, oh, I'm a DJ, but, but I can actually mix. How many years ago was that? Those oh, I've only been DJing for like three years. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. And, and, I, and when I first learned to DJ, I, I, I had this thing in my head that I was like, there's a bit of a reputation that women um, in my industry as presenters who DJ, like people tend to say to you, oh, I've heard that, you know, presenters can't really DJ, they just do it for whatever. So I was, I was like, I am going to be so good at this yeah. so that no one can ever say that I don't know how to do it, because yeah. that's how I feel about it, mm. is that if someone ever does say something sexist, then I'm like, well, I'm going to prove you I'm going to prove you wrong, and yeah. I'm going to completely flip the, the lid on it. But in general, I've, I've never, I'm lucky enough to never have something like really horrendous happen, but I, you see it every day. You do. And you let, you let your mind blank to it. You, you just go, oh. You tolerate it. Yeah. It, 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 it de- you desensitise it, because it's such an everyday thing. Um, I, I've had because I, I obviously I was going to say sports because that must be sexism. rife. Yes. Like, and do you know what? Football. Everyone would immediately jump to football. I 
don't find football that sexist at all because there's a lot of women involved now. Yeah. A lot of women um, very high up. Um, and female football has become way more of a thing yeah, so than it ever was. It's You don't really get that much sexism in football at the, at anymore. You get a little still, don't get me wrong, of course. Um, but it's not as strong as motorsports. And I've spoken very openly Ooh. about that. Motorsport is so, so sexist. And I don't care what anyone says, I've worked in it for years. And the things I could tell you that have gone on. And um, it's, I know there's been a lot about um, pit girls, not more well, grid girls, stopping. And I'm very happy that they don't do that anymore. And I know a lot of females, like, no, you know, they have those, you know, women that are grid girls have a right to do it. It's very hard to be taken seriously, sadly, because. A lot of the the males involved in racing are very mentally prehistoric with their views. If they see a girl in Lycra and then a girl next to them with a mic, they treat you all like nothing. And so it's very good now to start. And also, I don't see the point in having a grid girl. Don't. But I I do think from an outside, I I did feel sorry for some of them. But from your, I completely, uh, now Mm. you're saying that. I see it from a different side, but I've got some friends that were, yeah, and they were talking about it, and and they were losing their jobs. But sometimes there is sacrifices that have to be made to change, to change people's opinions on things. Because if I compl- I know what you mean. If you allowed men to treat anyone, I mean, they shouldn't have been treating those girls in that way anyway. They're very sexualized. That's the thing. It's when you're at a race; those women are not there because. That, what they, I don't know, they need to be there for the car. They're, they're, no, they're, they're, they're very sexualised when they're there. But, but if it's their choice? It, it, yeah, it's totally their yeah. choice, but it doesn't go with the sport. But it's interesting that you say that for you, it actually changes people's perceptions yes, of how you because are. Of the, yeah. the, and because of some, some of the people involved in the sport and how they view women within that sport. And I just don't, I don't see it necessary to have to have something that you need a half-dressed woman to sell it Mm -hmm. and it's nothing about the female at all they have a job it's not it's not actually about them it's about what that does to the sport that's the thing um i just don't know much about it so that's the thing as i I, i'm literally looking at it from a complete i mean i literally don't know what motorsport is (laughs) i know i know that it's like that's amazing there's (laughs) engines and i've seen it but i don't i would never even try and pretend i didn't even know that they were grid i didn't know what grid girls were Oh, okay. So it's a yeah, whole yeah, yeah. new, yeah, it's a whole new lesson, like you know, thing for me. It's do you know what the best thing is? And I won't talk about motorsport for too much longer because we've got our guests coming in very shortly. Um, but you will fall in love, and I say to anyone with a race, if you actually go to a motorsport, oh yeah, race, that's how I feel it, about any sport it. though. Um, it's the most amazing thing. Watching it on TV, don't get me wrong, it's a bit like okay now. I'm, but I'm I done. feel that about any sport. I'm not a sporty person, but if yeah. I go to like the rugby or the football or whatever, I get well into it. Yeah, it's that's the thing. Even if I shout things like goal at rugby and everyone gets really annoyed because it's obviously not That'd cool. That'd be brilliant. Could you no, make I sure do, you always do, do that? I do do that. And it really upsets people. <laughs> it really, really upsets people. Look, we are going to take a little a breather. We've got uh, Chloe Howell in the studio very, very shortly. So yes. um, go get yourself, I don't know, a little refreshment. Well, a small beer. Uh, go get yourself. Uh, do you know what I love very quickly about that small beer? Obviously, you can't see it because it's radio. But he is literally with his fingers. There's a picture of a little teeny tiny finger thing. I don't know how you describe that. Fingers. Uh, well, I'm sure they'll see a picture. It's not actually that small, though, the beer. It's, it's actually size a normal beer, size beer. Yeah, but it's beer and I'm jealous. Uh, we'll be back in a few minutes. Um, so go get yourself a small beer and we'll see you soon. FUBAR Radio and UN Women UK present a live 24-hour radio show. 24 hours. Yo, yo, yo. 
and we're back. <laughs> and we're back. It was like all of a sudden, plank song. No, no. Um, well, welcome back. This is Foo Bar Radio. Um, I'm Rich Downey. I uh, am here for the. Do you know what I feel like? 18 minutes in, it's, I feel like this is what it's going to be like at like four in the morning. This is our 24 hour live marathon for UN Women UK, uh, all for Arts Week, but supporting the He for She um, campaign. I've got the gorgeous Harriet Rose drinking her. Hi. Teeny tiny small beer. Hi. You're obsessed with, which I, I am. I've talked about it so much. I need to stop plugging these guys. Only joking. It's fantastic. It's, it's the best. And I am so jealous I'm not drinking at the moment. And also in the studio, first of all, um, I, I like the idea of a little mini round of applause just to kind yeah, of yeah, I'm hype really up. that. Woo-hoo. So let's welcome, first of all, Susie Ruffin in the studio. Woo-hoo. Woo-hoo. Oh, yeah. Hello. 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 And also in the studio, me. Chloe Howell. Yay. Yay. This is good. We've got a very jam packed. Go, uh, girls. House. <laughs> uh, first of all, Susie, welcome. How are you? I'm very well. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. Thank you very much. I'm good. It's very lovely to have you here. It really, really it's is. It's a pleasure to be here. Um, let's talk about, uh, first of all, um, I want to talk about your tour, Keeping It Classy. How's it How's it going? Are you, are you a couple of days in or is it? It's not started yet. So I've done, I did a run of the show in Edinburgh uh, for the month and then mm. I did a few dates before Christmas. And then I've just filmed the show for a special for BBC, and now I'm taking it on tour and doing a run at the Soho Theatre. Whoa. So. Loads. Uh, What's yeah. it like doing your own tour? Uh, do you know what? I haven't, I, like, it, I haven't done it before. But last year I toured with my best friend who's a comedian called Tom Allen, who's very funny. And indeed, and uh, we, uh, we went around together, and I've done a lot of tour support, so I've been on the road a lot, but I've never done it sort of under my own steam. So it's sort of terrifying, but yeah. great. Yeah, I'm glad you said terrifying because it, yeah, but it's yeah, it's because like it's all on you. Yeah, exactly. And like, you know, whenever someone buys a ticket to see you, it's like, well, I want them to have a brilliant night. You know, previously Mm. I've been the warm up, and I've you know I've gone and supported like Josh Widdicombe or Alan Carr or Romesh, Ranganathan, and and when you're sort of just opening for someone, it's like, well, I'm going to do my bit, and then there's here's the person you've paid to see. But this time I'm the person you've paid to see. Yeah, the pressure's on now, right? Yeah, (laughs) but it's it's really exciting. It's exactly what I wanted to do. Uh, but the sort of sort of thing of being like, I really want this thing. Oh my god, no, the pressure, I'm gonna die. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I know that feeling. <laughs> I don't. I don't know how comedians are do it because no, I went to I, a, I went to a uh, Women's Day comedian thing on Tuesday, mm-hmm. which was done with Refinery Twenty Nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And my friend Rosie Jones is a comedian. And yeah, she, I'm good friends, Rosie. Oh, she's a total babe, and she just was sat next to me, and we were just watching. And she just got up and did her thing, and I was like, literally makes me feel sick. Watching like it having to stand me. in front of a room of people and be funny, make people laugh. How is that scary? How do you? How do you? How do you? It's just misplaced confidence. Oh, okay, cool. Um, but brilliant. I, 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 <laughs> sorted. Uh, I don't know. It's just. It's like a. It, it. It's like a. It's like a drug. It's like a bug. Like as soon as you start yeah. doing it, once like, you, you get just, one laugh, it's just like yeah. And it is. It is like that. And then being able to sort of ride away to a next laugh and to a next laugh. That's. It's just. Yeah. It's great. When did you know like comedy is something I can do? Um, I think I always, I, I sort of grew up in quite a funny household and that my dad's sort of a storyteller and he'd come home from work and say all the things that had happened and uh, the same with like all of my uncles and I realised quite early on that like humour is sort of a currency. If you can be like the funny person, you're someone that people want to have at dinner parties or parties. So like, very true. true. Yeah. <laughs> so, so true. Um, so I realised quite early on that you could get loads of invites to dinner parties. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's like I a could seven just year eat old. for free. I was like, <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna really work this dinner party set. Um, <laughs> but no, and so I guess it's always been something that. But but as a job, it wasn't until um, I, I went to drama school and I acted for a bit and I kept mm. being cast as sort of the funny person. 
And as a as an actress, you sort of constantly wait for your phone to ring. And then as soon yeah. as I started doing stand up, I sort of had some autonomy over it. And that's what's so great, isn't it? That control so, yeah, over your precisely. future, your career. Yeah. And then then and then it just uh, now now it's just it's just. You know, you're out yeah, there doing it. Now I've got no choice but to keep doing it. Yeah, it's going, you're it's going, locked into this yeah, hell. I'm like, well, it's it's going quite well, so I suppose this is life now. Yeah, uh, but don't I'm, question it; just I, go with it. Yeah, but I'm very lucky because I love doing it. So yeah, that's good. fantastic. And uh, Chloe, how your new single "Do It Alone" is yeah. out at the moment? Sick mm-hmm. video, um, sick video. Everyone go and watch the video. <laughs> it's, and also, you've been like shortlisted for the BBC Sound of 2014 and the 2014 Brit Awards Critics Choice Award. Um, wow, what is that? Yeah, well, that was a while ago. Now you're like, what's like to start off like? even a few years ago and get that recognition um well i was 18 the whole time so oh, she's so know. young don't even <laughs> <laughs> no chloe is god thank you very much for joining us <laughs> <laughs> no, but i what i mean is like i don't even remember it do you know it was just like such because a whirlwind there's no pressure on you when you're younger yeah maybe. and also bravado when you're yeah, young yeah and you haven't so lost balls. anything in your life so you're like everything's kind of just coming to you and you're like well of course <laughs> I, yeah. I just, I I just totally it. missed that like i was just such a dick oh, like, really? <laughs> yeah i just forget those all of those years but now you've like come out on your own and you're doing it it's all really exciting because you kind of shedded the masculine situation like the record company oh, right. yeah, yeah, role yeah. and you've kind of gone on and made your own thing and become i mean would you describe yourself as a feminist yeah, yeah. We talked about this when we, you came on last time, but like, obviously, the people listening might not have might not have heard it. But you, you kind of with these new singles, it's very female empowerment. Yeah, you, it's, you can't, this this single specifically is like you kind of. In, in, Refu- uh, yeah, refusing to be the other girl was yeah. the whole thing. Yeah, were, yeah, and I think it's really. Uh, did you feel like that was a natural path? Like, did you know that you would you wanted to like put that out in your music and be be a feminist in your music? I think when I. I think, yeah, I mean, I would hate to put out anything out there which created, like, toxicity... Oh, yeah. so toxicity amongst so girls who are listening <laughs> to my music mm. and, like, it inspired them to be, like, evil to each other or some sort of rivalry. I'm always really conscious of that. But mostly it was just, like, I, f- I guess I felt really betrayed maybe by the pop music that I listened to growing up because it was really, like, you know, that other girl, like, it's all on her, I'm better than her. Yeah. And so when... That's very true, turn, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. true though. It's very, very true, isn't it? I mean, it's, it's a tune, but it's a, it's a great tune. <laughs> but very woman bashing in a way, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, exactly, and yeah. And so this time around, when I kind of was in a situation where I was the other girl, I was like, yeah, but it's not. It's not only. It's not but you were the, the other girl. No, you because I wouldn't allow the other girl to be the other girl. <laughs> yeah. The other girl. So what is it like being a female in the music industry at the moment? I mean, at the moment, it's a little bit more. I think now there's been such like an uprising of. Um, women coming forward about all the sort of me too yes yeah Mm. me too campaign and everything we kind of have to handle and I think now it's really exciting and all my friends are becoming way more like active and vocal Um, when I first started it wasn't really like that and you kind of had to be quite compliant and because we were talking about your friendship with Ella Eyre and how you you guys she was almost shocked that you guys because you just linked and then it was like from when you were both nominated at the Brit Awards yeah so she like started sliding in because basically we were both like (laughs) 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 sliding into your DM that's exactly sliding sliding (laughs) just sliding into my sliding oh yeah (laughs) but no because obviously we were like technically Mm. rivals because we were both nominated and then so she was like no and just slid in my DMs and we just 
That's so cool. Yeah. No one's ever slid into my DMs. Babe, no one's ever well, the no. wrong people have slid into my DMs. <laughs> I wish I'd wish anyone would slide in. Um, no, but that's that, that's the nice side of it. And I, I think we're all actually like comedy, music, and like the you know the presenting the media mm. world. You, we all have that taste of 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 kind of rivalry, and yeah. as women, you're pitted against each other. You're I mean, constantly pitted against each yeah. other. But then I think that like certainly as a female comic, it happens a lot. Like oh, you know, you, oh, there's only one room for one girl on a show. Yeah. It's, so true. All that sort of thing. So but true. The, the, you know, the girls in the comedy, like we've got a WhatsApp group that are all the professional female comics in the country, basically. Oh and my God, can I be in the WhatsApp group? group. <laughs> oh my God. I'm not funny, but. but it's really, and it's really, really can we supportive. Just be <laughs> and it's really, and it sort of started because we got to a stage where if one of us couldn't do a show or couldn't do a gig, we would um, try and Shout replace out. ourselves with another See, woman. That's, mm. Don't and, hear things about that. I think that, that that's really important. And the, the women in the industry, you know, Sarah Pascoe, Catherine Ryan, all the girls that are sort of smashing it yeah. at the moment, uh, Josie Long, all of them are so supportive of girls coming up. Like, you know, I'm going on, I'm doing a couple of support dates for Catherine in some of her like massive Sick. venues. You know, and, and she often uses a female support. And it's, you know, w- women are really good, I think, at reaching out and helping. And I think the more. You know, certainly with... I don't know if it's the same with music, but I think, like, with females in, in comedy, as soon as you see, like, one person smash it, one female smash it, like, people that are watching at home or people that are watching in the room or TV producers, they'll go, oh, well, that girl's really good. Maybe we should use another girl. And yes. I think that so true. smashing it and women breaking yeah. through is good for all women in it's the so industry. True. I mean, it's like, if you look at panel shows, I mean, they talk about it, and I've had so many conversations with producers and stuff, <laughs> and we're like, there aren't enough funny women. And it's like, that's not here. You hear yeah. it all the time. But on a serious level, who's in your WhatsApp group? Oh my god. It, you've, uh, got a, you've got a shout um, out. Do you think we can be like a some s- silent member of this? <laughs> I mean, I don't think I can. I mean, it, it's the classic. Are you not allowed to say? It, 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 it's, it's all the girls. Catherine. Because I'm just. All the girls, <laughs> I'm surprised that I'm not in there. That's the only <laughs> thing. I'm just trying to broach like, a little where, bit offended. I but that's why I mean, it's such a supportive network of women. Yeah. And, you know, there's. You know, there's always. There's, you're always going to find people that are difficult, you know, male or female. But yeah, very true, very true. And, and I think that that's the great thing of trying to, you know, sort of help other women up. And like you were saying about Rosie Jones, Rosie's sort of a newer comic and I met her really early doors and I've suggested her for gigs and other people, yeah. other people suggest me for gigs. Yeah. And I just think like, you know, if you can pass it on and pay it forward in that way, then it's great for all women in the industry. I definitely, you were saying like hooking up with other girls in the studio is a bit like that, yeah. isn't it? You like, obviously you want to go in, every girl artist I've ever had on the show, mm-hmm. on my show is always like, yeah, well I did something with blah, blah, blah and I did something with blah, blah and I really want to get in the studio with so-and-so and like, yeah. every, it, it, do you feel that, like, well, is there lots of yeah, you know. when you start working with another girl, you're like, this is so different. Yeah. You're like, yes. what? Yeah. I'm working because I, I don't think I've ever, I think once I've worked with a female producer, but there was a man in the room as well, kind of yeah. like overseeing her, but I've never worked with a female producer and then so whenever there's more than one girl in the room you feel so like hyped gassed like yeah. everyone's just like oh my god it's, yeah. 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 it's gonna be massive <laughs> I love just intimidating the boys as well <laughs> oh god yes but I have to admit I, I still get shocked by it though like the amount of kind of um female guests have come forward and presenters about doing this show I'm really touched and then you kind of have to ask yourself why why am I so touched of course other females will be part of this but you I think because I'm so used to like this whole so-called co- competitive nature that people create for other women, it still shocks me. And yeah. I think it's what what do you what do you think has been the change? Because there's definitely been a change over the last I don't know how many years with um, us all openly saying let's support each other. We're what? just talking about it. Yeah, it's just the conversation, mm-hmm. isn't it? And so many more more artists and people and like 
people in creative industries and in the public eye have have been talking about it more when they've got a platform and then when a kid's you know when a one of my sisters sees that she's going to go into school and be like hang on yeah. we shouldn't hate each other yeah, 100% yeah. I think so I've never really every presenter I've ever met I'm like they're always lovely we've had a, we, yeah. we make yeah. friends like we always and I meet people on Instagram that's so weird I know but like you know you meet people and you hang out with them in real life and it's, that's really awkward because you're like you. oh we've been friends for ages on Instagram and I've got to speak to you but actually everyone's always so nice and I've 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 not experienced that much negative vibes mm. um in terms of that in my mm. own like do you find that it's 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 more like outside the comedians themselves or the singers themselves it's more like is it management is it is that is it coming from other areas I definitely I mean you're pitted you know whenever somebody yeah. compares you you know everybody wants to compare you to another artist whenever they review your music or whatever yeah. and it's always We're talking about this yeah, we? yeah it's always some a, a woman and then naturally then that girl feels kind of a rivalry with you and then you feel like you've always they got to be better than her. They love to create that, don't they? they yeah. Love it. But oh. they never do that with men. Like, you no. never have that bit where it's like, oh, you should like, you know, blah, 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 beef, yeah. beef, beef, beef. It's like, no, there's no, there's literally no but beef. Also with women, we are massively pitted against us with our looks and you see mm. it like always in the press. Like, look how this person's aging. Look what they're wearing. Um, photographs like of like women coming out of cars trying to like get you to better. Yeah, you never get that with men. And that's the thing. We will never, if that, you know, if that's still around, we're never going to be judged on our ability, whereas men are always judged on their ability, not necessarily their look. I think it's because often we are considered to be, like, the other. So, like, men is the norm and we mm. are the other. And so it's always, like, female comedian, female mm. singer, yeah, how do you feel female about that? presenter. Well, I mean, I'm female and I'm a comedian, so it, yeah, yeah, it's it sort of true. <laughs> but I just, I hope that my, my, uh, my gender or my sexuality or anything, like, I, I, don't, I don't need it to be, like, what is... It's not the issue. Yeah, it's, not. it's just I'm just a funny person. Yeah, you know. But I think that's the thing, and I do. But I do think that it's changing, and I do think it is something that will sort of take a while, and it will be sort of you know. It, it, but I, I think the movement is happening, and I think you know partly it's because of sort of you know um, feminism getting in, sort of like there being sort of like a reboot of feminism mm. for women of our generation, um, and and sort of women sort of going, no, I'm not going to stand for that sort of thing anymore. And then I think obviously alongside stuff like the Me Too campaign. And women coming forward and saying, Do you know what, you know, from everything from like obviously awful sexual um, assault and harassment mm. and all things like that, you know, all the way down to women in offices going, No, do you know what, I'm not gonna, it's not okay anymore for you to casually touch my ass every week. And I yeah. think women yeah. and, and women slowly standing up and saying, No, I'm not gonna stand for that. And I think it just, you know, it would drip down so that, you know, like you say, your sister at school, it would, she'll just never have to, yeah. she'll never so have good. to have that. She'll never have to, ha hopefully. And that's so exciting. That yeah, totally. Yeah, I think that's really so is. exciting. Yeah. I think, obviously, a lot of people who follow my music and, like, and I have three younger sisters, um, it's so interesting seeing them now and seeing how much more, like, woke they are. Yeah, 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 <laughs> like, yeah. oh, how much on. more yeah. aware they are on all sorts of issues, like, regarding gender, sexuality, so I never race. had that when I was younger. That's I, so yeah. good that we can talk about We it. had to kind of learn it, yeah. as you know. Yeah. And um, now they're sort of, it's just accepted and it's really great. I think, I think, I don't know if you guys agree, but I think it's really cool. I was having a really big, I went to a, like, a really big women dinner for Girls I Rate, which is a non-profit organisation that mm -hmm. works with women in the music industry mm -hmm. and I was like get really, really gassed up women like it was like a hundred like really excited yeah. women just talking about women and I was talking to this girl and we were she was saying that she did a panel and um, it was talking about this guy who'd said something really inappropriate but he got called out and everyone explained why and then he went oh okay I now see it's education and I as well isn't it educating people that's where we need to go it's not about everyone being right all the time you can mm. go 
just so you know that's really offensive and they can go oh is it yeah, yeah. and I think it's asking questions as well I was having this conversation um, earlier actually today with one of my friends who's a playwright and um, a brilliant sort of feminist woman in the world who's fantastic and we were talking a lot about um, about like getting things wrong and I think it happens with like you know with you know, men saying the wrong things or people saying the wrong things. And we were t- what we were talking about was uh, trans people and people of colour and ha- people getting things wrong by accident. And I think the other thing is, you know, I- I'm, a, I'm a gay person and I think, like, you know, I certainly know that I prefer it if someone will say, oh, I'm sorry, is that the right thing to say? Or ask someone and not be mm. afraid of getting it. Mm. Go, oh, I'm sorry, uh, is that is that an okay thing to say? Is that, like, you know, is that LGBT friendly? Or And I think just asking questions yeah. and being like, I don't know everything and I don't, and I can only speak from my position and I only know how I feel about something. Can I just check how you feel about that? Yeah. I think and just, so and just right, making, yeah. you know, making it a conversation rather than you're right, you're wrong. This is like, because, yeah. you know, we're all constantly evolving and, you know, mm. and, it, it, and it's important to go, oh, I'm willing to carry on learning. It's not like you get to sort of 30 and go, oh, well, I know everything. I've done it. Mm. Yeah. No more life lessons. I think that I've learned, I'm 32 and I think in the last two years I've probably learned more mm. than ever before. Yeah. yeah. And I think that that sort of willingness to keep, you know, evaluating how you see things and trying to see things from other people's perspective and, you know, challenging your own opinion on stuff is how yeah. progress really happens. But 100%. That, that's kind of what we're saying as well, that with the whole Time's Up, um, whole you know, debate, campaign, a lot of men I know were very shocked when, you know, I tell them, well, yeah, this this kind of everyday sexism happens. And they, they were shocked by, mm-hmm. by it. And I think it's it's by us talking about it that, people are actually going to start realising oh I didn't realise that goes on and also seeing what we as women do actually go through on a daily basis I think that's also causing though some of the like backlash because it's now coming out and everybody's speaking more about it you know a lot of men I'm talking to are like Where's this come from? This can't be true. This yeah, is too much. Whole it's too much. Women just moaning. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. And like, so many people come up to me like, I can't believe it. Everybody I knew hashtagged me too, and I'm like, yes, it's exactly. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And I think that's the thing is that like we grew up sort of going, oh well, that's okay, and oh you know, yeah, boys do that sometimes, and boys will be boys, and yeah. all that sort yeah, of thing that you yeah. just consistently allowed, like oh yeah, like boys will sort of under your bra at school, and that's something you just have to deal with as a girl, and yeah, you're like yeah, headbutt yeah. someone. Do you know what I mean? But, like, it's that sort of thing that you, you know, that slowly sort of, you just, for a long time, I would just accept that that yes. was okay. It was the norm. Yeah, it yeah. Was, and you go, oh, yeah. well, that's what boys are like, you know. Yeah. That's what and, then, and then eventually yeah. you get to a stage where, like, I am I'm friends with really good men and really kind, yeah. lovely men. And I go, well, they don't do it, so why is this prick yeah, getting yeah, away yeah. with it? No, yeah. I'm going to yeah. call it out. And yeah. also, change is incredibly uncomfortable. Yeah. Or, and it, and, and Everyone so, hates change, yeah. And someone put it, I think it was Monroe uh, Bergdorf put it on Twitter, and she was like, Actually, no one is no one has ever made a serious change without being a little bit hated, yeah. a little bit yeah, like totally. you know people. And actually, I think that's so true. Yeah, if you look like, at any civil rights movement, yeah, that's so so true. Actually, yeah, we, yeah, someone's got to hate you for it to even move forward. Because, yeah, yeah, and yeah, to push um, against something. Yeah, exactly. And interestingly, I think in 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 the in the, in, a, in a, the careers. Oh, I couldn't speak. I was like just <laughs> very excited. <laughs> that's but in, the, in, our, in our careers, like actually, you're you're kind of in the vibe of like oh I should just shut up because I want to make my career mm. go further I don't want to be difficult I don't yeah. want to yes. be or yeah. I'll wait until I get to a certain level and then I can speak out because I'm at a bigger level and I can do that mm. but that's why it's fantastic that people like uh, Frances McDermott did it at the Oscars where she talked about the um, diversity rider yeah, 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 and like yeah. obviously, I love her obviously yeah. she's, yeah, she's a massive awesome. star she's won loads of Oscars she's in a position where she can do it but at least she is doing it yeah absolutely yeah. like yeah. maybe it is more difficult for a girl that's just come out of acting school or 
or just come out of you know I also think it sometimes like you know not everyone can be that huge change not everyone can be you know at the Oscars and asking all of the women to stand up yeah. like sometimes it's like tiny acts of defiance of going no do you know what I'm not going to allow that and or just saying or you know, even saying to a mate like dude when you're drunk you get a bit handsy you need yeah, to not yeah, do yeah. that that's not cool yeah and like you know that sort that's of thing, it. tiny yeah. acts you know not everyone can make be the huge change you know that no completely and, and sometimes it's just tiny things that you can do to make it you know better for yourselves and better for other girls go girls yeah. hey <laughs> go girls so let's talk about inspirational women um obviously um women's day yesterday what women come to your minds who have inspired you? Maybe female comedians as well. As yeah. yeah, female comedians. But yeah, no, uh, you know that you have looked at maybe growing up that you've respected. Yeah, definitely. It'll be it, yeah. It's always the same from female comics. It's uh, usually French and Saunders. Oh, yes, and they are amazing. And Julia Wo- <laughs> and, G- and um, Julie Waters, Victoria Wood. Yeah, and um, but there's so many. And also, uh, stand up uh, in America is really. There's a lot of women that are incredible in America. There's a lot of women over here. There seems to be more of a platform out there. America's bigger and has more channels. Yeah, Yeah, I think actually that is the cable channel. That is literally the the answer. (laughs) I actually do think that's true because, like, obviously you can see the like Sarah Silverman, like Amy Schumer, yeah, yeah. And but there's um, Ellen DeGeneres. I think would probably be. She's amazing. I love her. Well, her stand like not only like loads of people have, but like she's known now for being like a talk show host. Yep. But her her first album is on Spotify, and it's so funny. It's wall to wall laughs the whole way through. It's just observational stand up. And like, oh my god, know, I thought you meant like a music album. No, I was no, like, no. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> like, anyway, she's an amazing American. singer. <laughs> American comedians called them albums. Sorry. Oh no, no, um, it's fine. I just was excited that she. <laughs> I was very excited as well. Yeah. Um, she was basically, you know, at the top point that any female stand-up comedian in America had ever been. So I and didn't know then that. she um, came out and she lost her series. She lost her show. Yeah, she very brave. Get, she she couldn't get booked for anything. They put her on the front of like Times magazine. Everyone started calling her Ellen Degenerate, and like people were really, really. And she lost her whole career. And again, that probably wasn't that be, long ago. No, I think Whoa. it was like '94. So Mad. like no maybe ninety eight and so it like to lose everything and she would have known be, that as well known that reaction yeah yeah I mean Sadly, her show got she came out on her show and it got cancelled two weeks later and oh, so and then, so then she had to like build it all back up again and That's I just mad. think being brave enough to go do you know no like. I am a gay person and I am I am going to be brave enough to come out and to be me and, yeah, yeah. And, and, and to not hide that uh, and then for her to now be oh, you know she's got the more, biggest yeah the oh, biggest like, you know, more, <laughs> she's got more Emmys more daytime Emmys than anyone ever she's actually my biggest like, inspiration as a presenter she's incredible for me like, she's she, so she shows me that I, I can her. do it like yeah. If, yeah, if, if she can do it and she can get to that point then. yeah mm. and you know she's um yeah, she's fantastic. She's yeah. and so that would probably be my biggest good choice. Oh, so good, <laughs> very good. I feel like you've thought about this. It's really good. Yeah, that's so good. Follow that, Chloe. How? Oh my god! <laughs> what? Good <luck>. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, I guess um, for me, growing up, um, there was it was kind of like the early noughties and everything was super polished and super media trained. So yeah. just for me, when I first started doing music it was like women like Amy Winehouse who just came out and was just like Amazing. swearing at everybody yeah, <laughs> and yeah. didn't care what she looked like and like was just and really her talent just yeah was. incredible talent that just like overcame any opinion you could possibly have of her and um you know just her sort of like fearlessness and her lyrics that side of things was always really really um, empowering to yeah. me as a kid but then if you go further back there's like artists like Nina Simone who obviously oh, like through yes. the civil rights movement she oh, just wrote yeah. songs yeah. that could yeah. have put her basically in jail and she just did not care and, and, and oh it's just so amazing just yeah so exactly 
there's so many people who have just been so fearless especially in like the creative industries where it's not really their lane and they've just gone like wow I'm gonna take this platform that I've been given and I'm gonna flip it on its head that's what yeah. it all comes down to isn't it just having that that fearlessness and yeah but it's also because actually the, the story behind Nina Simone is so interesting because Dan uh, Kaplan picked her as his inspirational woman yeah. as well and um, he we were talking about it and it, she she pulled a gun on her yes. manager <laughs> and and because the interview is like oh I heard you um, pulled a knife on your manager she's like no it was a gun <laughs> and I was just like yeah like because it was back in the day when actually it was quite like you know the music industry was not a fair place and there was a lot of she had some awful yeah, stuff yeah, yeah. and she kept going and going and making these yeah. songs and like she didn't even want to be a singer yeah no yeah that was an accident wasn't it she just, so, oh. so people that are unaware of uh, if our listeners are unaware of her tell us a little bit more so she basically when she started she was playing the piano and I can't remember what it was but someone her boss said like you've got to sing because we haven't got a singer you've got to sing so she started singing and she didn't really enjoy it and she, she wasn't allowed I can't remember the name of the um, it was a music classical music college she wasn't allowed in because she was black and um, she basically was like right and she just went on to write songs and exactly as you said she was completely like passionate about changing things for um, women of colour and she just did that throughout her life and then her manager I think that specific story was about her manager not paying her she, back in the day there was not contracts that said You're, I'm taking 20% it was more like I'm taking 80% yeah. and you don't even know just sign on the dotted line even up until like, the late no 90s that was yeah, happening yeah, in music yeah. And because um, uh, we had a, a, one of the ladies from En Vogue on uh, and she was explaining the exact same thing. She signed a contract. She didn't make hardly any money. From, like one of the biggest you never, bands. You never expect that, would yeah. you? you don't. And I think she, Nina Simone did a lot for women in the music industry in that sense because she was like, I'm not taking this and I'm not having it. Um, and I just I, I and how inspirational mm. for like other young women of colour to see someone like oh, that being yeah. so yeah. fearless. Yeah. Like the change that she would have had would be... Huge and still, still having effect now. And I'm sure, yeah. as yeah. she went about her day to day business, she never thought that that was what but she was doing. Do what People she don't do it do. for that, do they? They no. don't think, "Oh my god, I'm going to do this, and this will all happen." It's they're just staying true to themselves. Yeah, exactly. And probably get to a point where it's like, "I this isn't fair. I don't want to take this anymore." And it's not. And again, I suppose it's not worth. Mm. You know, if you love something so much, if you're very creative, it's not worth selling out and losing a part of yourself purely to yeah pay the bills maybe well she was writing music about like lynching yeah like and um you know she was basically getting blacklisted yeah blood on is it uh yeah yeah blood yeah. on the leaves yeah yeah and she was getting like um yeah blacklisted she was like losing gigs not getting booked and she oh, was just yeah. like well i'm Goose not gonna bumps. turn back and turn my back on like a cause that means so much to me so yeah that's well do you know what on that note I believe we're coming towards at the end of this little uh, section. We'll take a little little breather. Um, I feel so inspired already. I wonder if this is going <laughs> to last. So do I. I'm, I'm, I'm the next super pumped. I'm going to ring in at 3am. <laughs> oh my God, do. Just laugh. Don't even say anything. Just laugh. It's all I need is laughter. Um, Chloe, we're going to play your song. Uh, oh, wow, do it okay. alone. Yeah, we're pumped. Um, we're going to get yeah. pumped up to Chloe um, Howe. So enjoy it. Um, Chloe, Susie, thank you so, so much. Oh, my absolute pleasure. Um, it's been it's so been, fun. It's been so, yeah, so fun. Me. You've given all our other guests a lot of pressure now <laughs> i think this is the peak this is amazing uh, so enjoy this is do it alone by chloe howe <laughs> Fubar Radio presents Harriet Rose. Joining me on the line now is Mrs. Katie B. 
I do love female company. I just love that kind of energy, being surrounded by strong, talented women. Sometimes I do miss it, because all of a sudden I'm like looking around on my hand with it. I need to kind of reach out to more artists that are kind of going through the same thing as me, or organise more sessions, or even give more opportunities to other up-and-coming artists or shout-outs of other artists. It's definitely something that is more on my radar. Otherwise, like, I can feel it. I kind of, I, I yearn for it. Every Thursday, Aria Rose from 4pm, FUBAR Radio. Yes, indeed. This is FUBAR Radio. I'm Rachel Downey. This is our 24-hour live marathon for UN Women UK, uh, supporting the He For She campaign, all uh, for Arts Week. I'm joined by Harriet Rose as well, who's uh, Hi. helping me very beautifully. Please don't go. Um, and in the studio, <laughs> are we ready for a next round of applause? Oh, yeah, Let's I'm ready. welcome Eva Lazarus. Literally wearing the best outfit in the whole world. You're making me smile. I am dressed for radio today. You are. No, you're <laughs> such a waste. You're, you're such a waste. You're dressed for the front of a magazine right now. You look so sick. Do you know what? This uh, the woman who makes these uh, these sort of tracksuits. Yeah. Uh, she's an Aussie woman, Nixie Killix, and I followed her uh, her Instagram forever. Yeah. And I didn't realise that she was from Melbourne. I just toured there uh, <gasps> recently, and as soon as I got off the f- uh, off the flight, I was like, "Fuck, I need." Clothes. Yes. How do I find her? I need to help the down. I was like, take my money, take all of my money. <laughs> oh, so she's so good. If anybody um, likes sort of festival wear, but comfortable yeah Nixie Killicks you've ticked oh, all my boxes there that's yeah. all it takes that's <laughs> all it takes Eva for people that are thinking oh who is Eva Lazarus she sounds amazing tell us a little bit about yourself um you know I'm just your <laughs> regular <laughs> run of the mill girl from uh, from next door you know I love it already she literally is from next door already. <laughs> yeah I didn't travel far literally <laughs> <laughs> um I I'm you know I'm, I'm a chick that likes to do a little bit of everything creatively and um I I feel like um, in terms of being an artist, I'm an artist. I, I'm not a reggae singer. I'm not a hip-hop artist. Yeah, I'm yeah, not yeah. a soul artist. I'm, I don't come specifically from the dance world. Um, and the, the, the term that... Uh, has been banded around recently is genreless because I feel like I can do more than one thing yeah. credibly yes. and well. So why would I pigeonhole myself? That's and you're probably like, like a lot of people in in the arts, a lot of creatives. We're all inspired by so many different yeah, things. And yeah, like in music, it's not one type of music that inspires you. It would be so many different types. Yeah, I mean, look, people listen to lots of different types of music. Mm. So why would uh, a creator not want to make more than one? thing yeah you know it nobody wants to eat the same food every day it's so true. like it's i mean um, some days <laughs> i mean look there's there is not there's absolutely nothing wrong with wanting to specialize in something like nobody's out here trying to put like a gabba record on a folk album like i'm not trying to put those two what worlds thing together you're I mean, just I mean, working on what works for you and, yeah. it's, and it's working very well babe oh thanks I mean, I'm, a, I'm a massive fan of amsterdam i think it's a sick song hey, i you. like it because it's really it uh sh- you obviously it's about independence and you're you're sort of like breaking off from your man and you're like i'm going to amsterdam on yeah. my own yeah i think that's, that's amazing a, but i think in it in that in itself <laughs> going on holiday on your own is Scary. This yeah. is something. Yes, I've been looking at recently. We won't talk about what I did last night. I, okay. I had. No, no, I had. It's a, really sexual. I, it's so <laughs> sexual. No, I had. A gla- I had a glass of wine and ended up booking a holiday uh, next week to go to Tenerife. I'm not going to go because I've actually got work. But 
the fact is that was <laughs> after <laughs> one glass of wine I mean, like, you are dangerous I'm like, I'm so crazy you have no idea um, but it was a fact that I've wanted for a long long time to be brave enough to go away on my own and I know it sounds really like sad to say brave enough but I, I find that whole idea of I think going away and just being left with I guess my myself <laughs> my mind it's scary it's uh, scary. Did you actually go to it? Was it? Is it a true? It's a real yeah. life, real story. Yeah, I thought so because it was too real. Not to do, this. <laughs> do you know what? There's um, there's a little girl called Eva who is the the daughter of a fan. Uh, who the, he wrote to me and he said, uh, "My daughter's listened to the new version, the new tune, the censored one." And, <laughs> and <laughs> she she said she said. Oh, I'm really worried about her. If she if she doesn't oh have God. anywhere to go, she can you tell her she can come and stay with us? Oh my God! That's the most adorable oh thing ever. All of my insides just melted. Yeah, literally. You know, it's too cute. Oh. But it's like, um, you know, I actually wrote that song after. Um, I'd actually drank a bottle of wine at my kitchen table. Slightly, slightly more than a glass, though. <laughs> but I would have booked Tenerife if um, I had a bottle. <laughs> I was I was actually uh, I was writing about that holiday uh, which I went on my own and I'd I got really drunk and I booked uh, tickets to go to New York by myself yes and I was like oh my god like See, that's, that scares that's, me that's no, amazing I'm in awe of you the subway at night okay let's, let's be real like mm. being on like Amsterdam people speak English New yeah, York it's people not that much speak English let's be honest. like it's it's. I feel safer um, knowing that I can communicate yes. with people, <laughs> but um, uh, the subway in New York at night is no joke. It's no joke. It's quite <laughs> an, an an experience, isn't it? It's quite an emotional experience. Yeah, there's yeah. like there's like it's very it's, different to the tube. Yeah, like <laughs> it's it's like certain areas of New York's dangerous, man. Yes. Like <laughs> it seriously is. It is. It's like a dangerous. It can be like quite. I mean, I found the same with uh, Paris at night on the on the subways. Is is I had my phone nicked. I but like oh, the most God. clever way I've ever. Basically, this guy just came up behind me, pushed me into the store. He didn't even push me. He just walked with me. You know when someone Pushed shuffled me he, he like shuffled me in, nicked my phone, and ran through the gate. And then I was like, oh. That was really cleverly done. Good on you. <laughs> I salute you, sir. You can keep the phone. But it's a bit like that. I can imagine, like, when you're on your own and, you, and you're in this vast, like, New York is vast. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Did you feel, like, you know, alone at that point? I was living my Sex in the City fantasy, yeah, to be honest. Like, I'm not going to lie. I was walking around like, oh, my God, I feel like I'm in a film. I'm so ba, ba, free. Ba, ba, ba. Like, what do you single do? And, like, like, it was like, woohoo. <laughs> Honestly, it was amazing. It was amazing until it was, like, dark. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I do it's have, like life in it. Yeah, but I do have friends over there. Yeah. Um, so there was people for me to meet up with. But Amsterdam, I only know like a couple of people, and I didn't actually contact them when I was going over there because I was going through a breakup, and I just wanted to be by myself. Mm-hmm. I don't want to talk about any of the problems. Yeah. I just wanted to go and smoke some herbs, eat some muffins and some waffles, and then go to galleries. Oh, That's all I that wanted to do. Amazing. And it was, it was. And what was it like on your own doing that? I think that's the thing when you're on your own. I feel like. Um, Especially, like, I, I, my mum's an artist, and um, so I spent a lot of my life going to galleries, even when I didn't want to go, because when you're, like, you're six, and you're like, oh, God, I'm so bored. <laughs> Stop it. But, like, eventually you appreciate yeah, all yeah, of that yeah. stuff. And, yeah, You know, I'm turning into my mother, and, all, <laughs> yeah, and I choose to go to those places now. You couldn't have told me that at, like, nine years old. <laughs> like, oh, God, kill me now. But... 
going to exhibitions by myself there is something about sitting with a piece of artwork and having my opinion not oh we should probably go I've been stood here for like 30 seconds and I'm sure they want to go and look at something else it's my time and I do with my time exactly what I please and I absorb from that piece of work what it means to me and me only nobody's giving me outside feedback sometimes like the only way I can liken it is if you go on YouTube and you watch a music video or you watch a review of something or a tutorial and you you haven't made your mind up about it yet because you haven't seen the whole thing but your eyes will always flick down to who's liked it and who's disliked it and it will colour your view of what you're now watching and I feel like that's uh, that was one of the benefits of going away by myself was I got to see a lot of artwork and absorb a lot of culture but without outside influence it was mine that's so interesting yeah it really is so you would recommend for I think all of us to do something like that to just be to learn more about ourselves because I think that as well is reflecting on music it's it's for you like as in you're saying again true to yourself it's very difficult i think to, to stay true to yourself when there's so many people outside saying but well, this works better or yeah. you should do this this you, it's very difficult isn't yeah. it yeah <laughs> it's hard <laughs> for all of us but in music as well it's so difficult yeah well it's another thing that i'm i like i have to um I, I've come up against this a few times with with doing so many different things. People going, yeah, but that record did really well, so why don't you do another record like that mm. or in that genre? Why don't mm. you do this or why don't you do that? And I need to just go, shh, everybody shut up. Yes. I just want to be happy. That's the bottom line. Like, I, It's not that I don't want to make a, a record that mm-hmm. is... I want to do create bubbles and create worlds. And when I worked with Mungo's Hi-Fi on that uh, Amsterdam track, it was part of a, an EP. And that yeah. was, you know, rooted in reggae and rooted in sound system. Um, not all exactly identical types of reggae, styles of dub or uh, sound system bangers. Yeah. But it all comes from that world. Yeah. That's a bubble. You can put on that record and you can escape into that world. And it's if it, you, it, nothing kind of throws you up, mm. off or yeah. out of your you're, you're in it, you're yeah. immersed in it. And it's, yeah. And I'm I'm writing a record at the moment that's totally different. So what is what is what is the new record you're writing? Like, what's your inspiration right now? Um, I mean, <laughs> pinning down things for me is is difficult. Yeah, but uh, uh, be as so, vague as you want, my best. Yeah, be as vague as you want. We're like, here all night. It's, it's like it's very shine and very green, but also like very upside down. Yeah, but um, it's button up, but it also zips mm-hmm. down if you want to. I got you. I got you. Yeah, mm-hmm. like it's yeah. very that. It it's tastes, big but small. Yeah, it tastes mm-hmm. very umami. Mm-hmm. Like it's you know it's, uh, no, it's basically like so soul yeah. <laughs> hip hop. It's so hip hop and funk, and it's got live instrumentation, and it's got brass, and it's got balls. It's got brass yeah. balls. And I love brass balls. <laughs> yeah, who doesn't? It really doesn't. <laughs> I have to say, it's very brave to be just to know you, to know yourself. Like, what tips would you give other females? coming into the music industry, coming into a creative world where, you know, we sometimes do have to adapt to maybe get a gig or get a door opened. How do you stay so focused on staying true to yourself? Um, For me, I... (laughs) I know I can't do anything else. I've tried doing other <laughs> yes. things. It doesn't um, work. It doesn't, it doesn't work. Like, uh, um, what's her name? Tiffany, is it Had- Haddish? Haddish? Tiffany Haddish. Yeah, yeah I love I, her so much. She's she's so great. And she she was on the Deaf Comedy Jam yeah. uh, thing 25 years mm. of. And she came up on stage and she, she was like, she said something about, you don't want people like me at your job. Like, you just don't. You know, she's too 
loud. She's too effervescent. She's too much yeah. woman and comedy to be in an office. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And I am too, like, for, for all that I am motivated and I am focused and I am driven. If you put me in a situation where I don't want to be there, I am wafty and I am, like, not paying attention because I don't want to be there. Yeah. yeah. I don't want to be there. Your heart's not so, in it. No. Yeah. I mean, I, there's lots of things that I work with and work on. I do uh, workshops and I work with organisations on, on helping push other creative people and push creative minds into the next levels of, of their career. So I do mentoring, songwriting. Wow. Um, I'm actually working with BIM um, as uh, an artist in re- residence, Sick. Uh, which is like, uh, it's so That's exciting. Amazing. And I, I worked with, uh, I worked with a group a week ago. I did a, a workshop and we worked, it was like a hip hop workshop. We worked on uh, a Dilla beat and uh, people were writing raps and writing songs and it was great. And I worked with this one girl, uh, remember her name Charlie uh, who's at the Bristol BIM I don't know her surname but I think she's incredible and seeing seeing women try being like oh, I really want to try and rap but oh god I'm scared yeah and for her to come to me and be like I want to try but I'm not sure I've not really done it before, but I want to. And I'm like, yes, come here. Like, <laughs> yeah. we're, gonna, we're just going to sound it out and just flow and don't say words and just like find yourself in the beat. And at the end of the, the workshop, she had a, a tight eight bar rap and she did it in front of everybody and she smashed it and it was wicked. Right, I'm coming to you. I, <laughs> I, feel, I feel like I want to rap. I've done, a, I've, I've done a few freestyles on my show and they're awful. Have you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. really want to see some. Freestyle. That's like that's a totally different. I'm like, so that's a Totally different muscle. I think there's a, there's like a preconception so that like everybody who raps can freestyle. No, that's embarrassing. If you can't freestyle, like don't don't. Just, but also don't just start trying like in front <laughs> of people. That's something you have to cultivate. But I think in a way freestyle means different things because I think you can freestyle in the way that certain people freestyle by writing a bar and then performing it in a, on over a freestyle beat. Yeah. Like nine times out of ten, like the stuff you see on Charlie Sloth and stuff is yeah, not, it's not freestyle. So <laughs> you can, not, but it's not the original. Yeah. yeah. I can I can I can go over pretty much any any rhythm that's that, which that's is so like, sick. Which man. is like oh, that's so cool. That's something that I enjoy doing and also I host a lot of um, uh, set so it could be like dance or it could be jungle, it could be drum and bass. And or, uh, have you always done that? Uh, do you know what? I've I've been doing that for quite a long time. Yeah. Was that your first introduction into? Um, no. Do you know what? The first my first introduction into to performing in front of people was. <laughs> oh, so, I'm, I'm excited. So it was so bait. Um, <laughs> I was uh, a part of like an acoustic duo and the uh, guy Gaz I can't remember his surname but he played guitar like really well he was like he was almost too much for me I couldn't keep up with him yeah. and I didn't have the skill level to match how good he was so I just made him sound a bit shit <laughs> <laughs> we would like, all do it we would all do it and I'm like <laughs> like trying to sing like nicely over his like well constructed like it's like almost like flamenco guitar and it, no it was it was pretty dead yeah. so that was my, my that was your first that was my first all thing, gotta start but, somewhere babe yeah it's true um, it's true but 
you know, when I started actually getting gigs and people not being like, could you, could you just let him play guitar and shh, shh, that's terrible yeah. singing. <laughs> like when we got past that bit, because you've all got to put miles on the clock as well. That's the that's the thing. There's a lot. Of, um, Your voice doesn't come from it. Just it comes from development and comes yeah. from working and, and actually working out who you are and what your voice is, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. For I sure. say that like I can even sing. I can't. <laughs> I just get the impression oh, that's what happens. So but the thing musical. is, like how comfortable you are in front of a mic now and chatting. And, yeah, you know, not having the the sort of crippling like fear before starting or the palm sweats or you know you be, you're comfortable because you put miles on the clock. It's, the more you do something, the more comfortable you become. Yeah. And if it's something like uh, singing in front of people or just developing your your talent, mm. like the more you do, the better you get. There's a, some some rule about uh, I think it's. Uh, for, is it four or eight hours a day if you practice four or eight hours a day like five days a week then you'll yeah, become good at something yeah, you, yeah. You start to smash life yeah. and punch a hole in the space time continuum oh yeah <laughs> do you know what though it took me years to actually kind of think, not think of myself as a presenter but I've been presenting for a long long time but I felt I had to earn my 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 worth in a way kind of like do those hours do yeah. those shows before I could actually be like yeah I'm a presenter it took me a long time you feel yeah you do have to earn those credits in a way don't you yeah my and first interview graft. is awful <laughs> and it's online and it's my one of my really good friends who's a singer Lucy Rose and we went to school together and I rang her up and I was like babe soz can I come and interview and she's like yeah just come over to my house we'll have a cup of tea literally I watch it and I'm like <laughs> Um, because I talk over her, like the whole thing. But it was still a fun interview. I still put yeah. it out, and it's got loads of views because of who she is, which upsets me so much. <laughs> but I really want to look at it. But it's the it's like, and I'm like, it's so nice when, and it must be so nice for you in that respect to look back at that singing over the guitar and yeah. go, look at where you are now. Look at the look at the yeah. beautiful music you're creating. Mm. It's and, a million miles away. Yeah. From, from from what it was, and I I do um, I'm trying more now to be appreciative of where I am in my career because I'm, I'm you know, I'm self-managed, so... Which in itself is a, an incredible accolade. It like, it's brave. very hard to yes. do. Yeah, I'm, like, tired all the time and I try yeah. not to complain about it because five years ago, I, I could have only dreamed of yeah. being this busy. That's what you're creating for yourself. Yeah, yeah, like, I feel like I'm the god in my own universe. Yeah. 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 Of, like, <laughs> like, creating my own, I'm, like, manifesting my own future and I, I, I yes. do yeah. really, I do really appreciate now, um, like, when I get asked to do workshops, I'm like, I can't teach anybody anything. And then I get in there and I'm like, oh, no, I know stuff. I yeah. know stuff. I know stuff. Yeah. I know stuff. I know <laughs> I think teaching can be... I've never done it, but I must... I, like, the, the teachers that have, like... Um, touched me in the... <laughs> I knew that I was saying it and I was like, I don't know what other word to say. But the thing is, I watched your face go, don't say it, I've said it. <laughs> it's out there. I didn't have time to think of another word. <laughs> okay. But you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I think being a teacher must be the, mm. so rewarding and especially when it's, as you say, if you're walking into an office and doing something you don't want to do, you want to walk straight out. Yeah. But if you're there doing something that's like, you know, essentially a day a day-to-day job that you could do all the time mm-hmm. and it's given you that same you know buzz that you get from making music to do all those things together must be a buzz in itself oh, i absolutely love it and it, it it kind of goes over like going over the basics of things that i i'm lazy about mm-hmm. so things like warming up and warming down basics of listening to a piece of music and without 
I do this in, in my workshops a lot. Put on a piece of music and the whole room, I'll say, write down what this piece of music makes you think of. Because an instrumental, like if it's in a major key or a minor key, it says it's happy or it says it's sad just by how that instrumental is. Yeah. yeah. There's, there's only a few tunes that are like sad sounding with like a happy vocal over the top or happy sounding with a sad vocal over the top. Uh, what's the uh, Amy Winehouse tune? Mark Ronson, he walks away, the sun goes down. Tears dry on their own. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So that's like a really happy, like Motown tune. Yeah. You listen to just the music, it's so joyful and it's so happy, but over the top, there's this really sad song. It's very rare that that people write like that. So I, I, I try and get people to listen to what the music is telling them and then write. Uh, a song based on that and it's really weird that in those workshops everybody kind of comes up with very similar subject matters yeah and um, when I get stuck for writing tips since I've been doing these workshops Mm -hmm. I remember to do that I remember to listen to what the music emotively is is saying to me rather than just try and cram an idea on on the sheet of paper talking of that I want to hear you sing (laughs) I'm very ready by the way before we do that if you are wondering what's going on what what show is this what is going on here what's going on in life (laughs) in the world right now well I don't have the answers for that unfortunately but I do have the answers of the immediate what's going on Uh, we are doing a live 24 hour um, marathon epic I'm adding epic to it already an hour in and it's going to be epic uh, radio show for the He For She campaign UN Women UK all in aid of Arts Week that's why we're here to support us um, for the He For She just text UNWN followed by the amount that you would like to donate to 770 or 70070 Harriet how would you say 770? 70070 yeah 770 I quite like that no that doesn't sound just doesn't work it doesn't work Rachel Um, we at the moment have uh, Eva Lazarus with us and you're going to perform a song for us Um, are are you ready to perform said song? ready as ever I like the kind of build up (laughs) to the song called? (laughs) called truly blessed oh lovely is this one of the new ones it's do you know what actually it's uh it's about a year and a half old and i'm not i'm toying with the idea of putting it on my next record ah. actually, i don't know oh. don't know so we're going to work out if we're going to be yeah. truly blessed by the song right now oh yeah that small bit is working um right then <laughs> eva um well over to you i shall get your instrumental <clears throat> up and ready oh she's ready she's ready <laughs> Do you want us to start? Yeah. Does that sound okay? Yeah, yeah. Uh. I throw it down, old school like Zeus, I bring the lightning. Sky's the limit, if you're limited, I set my sights in higher places, my heart races. Olympics down until the end of time and at the finish line, I wanna have a good life. Flash before my eyes, peepers, peep the situation and the last days a creeper. Creeping ever closer, you're ready for your close-up. Use up all your credits on experience, the show's love. Show love to all your people, equal. The way forward, cause there is no sequel. When you're gone, you're gone. Make your life a good one when you're done, you're done. Can't change the past for no one. Everything's all dinner in a synagogue, kosher. Life's not over just cause you're broke, it's not all about about notes in your life there's hopes have dreams run schemes i hope done deep we call out to space arms wide up we wait for love for love we call out to space arms wide up we wait for love we wait for love we are, are truly blessed we are truly blessed yeah 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 truly blessed we are truly blessed yeah 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 truly blessed we are true 
We keep on going through the hard times, storming all the raining things. Get better for us if we're focused and we're positive. We'll never tip up if we hold each other steady. Let the light in like a pupil dilated, ever ready, ever ready with the knowledge. Waiting for my turn, mind wide open for the lessons I must learn. I don't profess to know it all, but this I know for certain. Every day's another chance to lighten up the burden, lighten up the burden, lighten up the burden. Every day's another chance to lighten up the burden, lighten up the burden, lighten up the burden. Every day's another chance to lighten up the burden. Call out to space. Sounds right now we wait for love. We wait for love. We are truly blessed. We are truly blessed. Yeah, 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 yeah. Truly blessed. We are truly blessed. Yeah, 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 yeah. Truly blessed. We are truly blessed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh. We Yeah. The sky with this feeling, vibes up, but my we can see the ground so far away when we look down. L-O-V-E guides us now, now. Breeze, let it free your mind. Open up your eyes, it's hard to find. This freeness is purely divine. It's all in your wondrous design. Zion, Zion, Fuba. Whoa! <laughs> The answer is yes, it should go on yes, the album. Yes, 100% <laughs> that should go on the album. That is incredible. We are truly blessed. Oh, Can you. you stay here for the entire show? <laughs> How much coffee do you have? Yeah. <laughs> the tone in your voice is absolutely stunning. It's oh, absolutely thank you. stunning. Like, both when you spit and when you sing, it's so, like, tonal. It's just, like, really deep. Like, love it, love it, love it. Oh, girl. And, this, and, girl, and again, girl. when you perform like that, does it still give you that... That buzz, that yeah. adrenaline, that yeah. everything. Yeah, I'm definitely addicted to it. Yeah. Fully. Like like Some I'm, addictions are good though. Yeah. I mean I I always have that feeling before I start like have you seen RuPaul's Drag Race? Don't yeah, yeah, fuck yeah, it yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you wanna marry? I've got here in the notes you uh, wants to be married to RuPaul. Uh, yeah, well You're like, well actually Well um, uh, controversial after what he said. Uh, uh, yeah. uh, did, did you hear about what he said about no? uh Basically, trans people, he was saying, he has retracted it and he has said that, you know, I learn from you guys and, you know, uh, you guys are my teachers. I don't know everything. Yeah. He's not the oracle on LGBTQ uh, communications across the world. However, yeah. he is in a position where people listen to him and he was saying that uh, trans women couldn't uh, be a part of the show. Um but trans women have been a part of the show. Yeah. Uh, and he was basically saying you could have the hormones and you can have the, the, the implants and still do drag, um, but just not on that show. That's just the... And the thing the is, requirements. that area is, 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 is the, and as, you know, as he says, everyone's learning and everyone is learning yeah. about it because it's something that is coming to, which is fantastic. People yeah. are talking about it a lot more. I've got um, a lot of friends who are trans and, mm, uh, and you same. know, going mm. through that period, you know, it, it must be as difficult for them, oh, you know, yeah, to course. actually have to talk about this all the time. And, and, but it also is empowering for them yeah. to be able to say, no, actually that's, that's offensive. And yeah. he's, you know, been called out on it. Well, the thing is the whole scene 
interact him about it. Yeah, yeah. good. good. Want of a better should, yeah. <laughs> Very <laughs> good. Oh, she's oh. good. She's a keeper. She's a keeper. Um, so the marriage is off, basically. Yeah, At least for now. At least for now. Yeah, yeah. time yeah. is. He's got to do some inward searching, I think. Yeah, yeah, that's. And then we'll relive this. Yeah, no proposal. <laughs> um, we are going to take a little breather, uh, but we're going to have Governor B um, in the studio. Would you like to stay around? Yeah. Like, Hell yeah. Yeah. Damn straight, I would. Yeah. Um, and also, that when we come back, um, we're going to play um, "Push It" by Salt and Pepper. When we come back, um, I want to ask you about inspirational women. Who is your inspirational woman? Yeah. So I'll let you think about that. We're going to take said breather, and we'll see you very shortly. If you enjoyed this podcast, please don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes.